When they were born, we knew it was coming. It's been ticking closer and closer each birthday. Oh my gosh, but it's still shocking to say, I, my friend Michelle, have a teenager. Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Fortin with City Mom Collective. And our hope is that this podcast brings a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Mom Collective. All right, whether you're a brand new mom or a veteran, one thing is certain, teenagehood. It's like taxes. It's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, friends. This is episode 87 of Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood. And today we are talking about parenting teenagers. We are. Um, I am not there yet, Steph. Um, despite my children's Good attitude, for you. <laughs> despite uh, they act like it, they sure do like to act like it. But they are not officially teenagers. My oldest is eleven, but you, my friend, um, you've crossed this threshold, haven't you? <laughs> we have, and you know what? I am not a tenured parent of a teenager because I have a fresh little thirteen-year-old, <laughs> so I know that she has. A number of teenage years yet to walk through, but yes, you are right. My oldest recently turned 13. That is so exciting. That just, did you get, I I got emotional when my kids turned five. For some reason, five was a big, I don't know, moment. Um, What is 13 like? Was that another kind of emotional milestone mom-wise? You know, I think so. I mean, I think there is like a little bit of a, oh my goodness, we are definitely nearing the latter years of her in our home, in kind of her, you know, grade school years. And so, um, yeah, I think it is a little bit emotional, but uh, I think at the same time, one of the things that we did uh, to celebrate her 13th birthday, and this is kind of new to our family because this is our first teenager, is we this. we do. And I'm actually excited about it because I do think, and who was it? Gosh, I'm, I, I'm, I don't even remember who on Instagram was talking about this, but um, the idea of a lot of these milestones for moms, we kind of mourn the loss of what we're losing. But instead, like, that's what we're aiming for our kids to do is like move out of the house and be functioning adults. And so starting to stop <laughs> to celebrate some of these milestones are so important. Okay, fine. So, we'll think of it that way, Steph. <laughs> My baby. But uh, <laughs> my babies, yes. But anyway, so we so we planned a 13th birthday trip for our oldest. And here are kind of some of the details. And we actually are going to have a lot of information on uh, momcollective.com so people can read about a 13th birthday trip if they're interested. But uh, I put together a Google Doc. I'm a total nerd. I had already had Nora's email set up. So I sent it her her first Google Doc in her email address. She she was like, what is this? I'm like, it's a document. You can send it to people. <laughs> Welcome to Teenage <laughs> Yes. And anyway, the they were her 13th birthday terms. So the idea is that instead of a birthday gift or a party at all of our kids 13th birthdays, we, my husband and I are going to take them on a trip that they get to plan. So she literally spent months researching all of the options of where she wanted to go. Now she did have terms like 48 contiguous states. Uh, the trip is Thursday through Sunday. And 
a little factoid at the bottom of the terms was, note, details of the trip must be approved by mom and dad. Right. And I'm sure, I'm sure there was some kind of a budget. I mean, un- unless yes, you won the lottery yeah. and didn't tell me. No, okay. there was definitely a budget. Yes. But you know what? The planning was part of the kind of just moving her into the teenage years and starting to have to be make more adult-like decisions. So honestly, I think our kids don't really, they know when we say, do you know flights are expensive? Well, until they like start actually looking it up, they have no idea what that actually means. Uh, And so she had to look up flight options. She looked up hotel options. She had to look up, I mean, it was lovely. So we went to Orlando and it was such a wonderful, wonderful trip. And so that's what she picked, Orlando. Were there other places that she was considering? She was considering a lot because she had like six months to plan this trip. So, I mean, we were going everywhere, but (laughs) part of our trip. Part of our terms were also one day was fun and one day was somewhat educational. So that kind of also made her think through it. So uh, our first day was at Universal because she's really in a Harry Potter phase. She just finished all the books. Uh, She read them in six months, which I'm like, you know what? That's pretty impressive that you just worked your way through all those books in that amount of time. Uh, And then we went to NASA on the Kennedy Space Center. Nice. Yeah, it was great. And and it was the three of you. It was the three of you. It was you, Alan, and Nora. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So There's her sister stayed home and she got that one on one time with when you have more than one kid. That's that's a gift in and of itself for her to have that one on one time with each of you as she's mm-hmm. transitioning into teenagehood. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I, so, well, I don't think it's for everybody, but I think it's, you know, for our family it is a really wonderful way to celebrate kind of the transition to teenagehood. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, it's not going to be in everyone's um, budget or uh time people aren't we can't get time off work or whatever to do that for everybody but you don't have to travel i mean you could go to a nice dinner or just do something local that's special with your new 13 year old um as a way to kind of mark that um there's lots of different ideas i love that okay well i'm taking notes stuff because i have about 18 months or so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's plenty of time to think about this but i hadn't actually thought about giving him options and letting him pick so maybe i only have about six months and i gotta let him think about it i don't know i like it i like uh, thinking about yeah, that though yeah well uh michelle and everyone listening you are all going to want to get your notepads out or whatever you take notes on maybe you're very good in your head but we're gonna talk about a decent amount of really great tips and insight for parenting in the teenage years, because we are going to hear from an expert in the area of raising teenagers. Yep. Dr. Lisa Demore. she called in to give us some much needed insight. Hi, I'm Dr. Lisa Demore, and I'm a psychologist who specializes in caring for teenagers. I'm also the mom of two teenagers. I have two daughters, ages 12 and 18. So I take care of teenagers both in my professional life and in my personal life. I'm also the author of two New York Times bestselling books, Untangled and Under Pressure, both around adolescent development. And I have a forthcoming book called The Emotional Lives of Teenagers that comes out in February of 2023. Okay, uh, Steph, Dr. Demore is being a little bit humble there. Uh, She is a New York Times bestselling author of two books, including Untangled, which we're going to hear a lot more about here in a few minutes. And she graduated with honors from this little place called Yale. Don't know if you've heard of it. And she co-hosts a podcast called Ask Lisa. Yes. Well, Dr. Demore is actually a newer expert uh, to me. I, I picked up her book after my 13th birthday trip 
untangled. And this gal is full of information. Like, check out her Instagram account, especially. She has so many great tips for parents going through the transitioning in the teenage years, too. Yeah. And I have my oldest is a is a boy. Uh, but I still think yeah. a lot of the stuff that's in the book and, and what she's going to tell us here in a few minutes is is relevant. It doesn't matter, boys, girls, but I have a girl coming up right, right. behind that. So let, let's get straight to some of her advice here. You know, the thought of having a teenager is bittersweet and, and also really kind of stresses me out, Steph, to be honest. Yet Dr. DeMore says stress is part of the deal for all parties involved. So what do we need to know about teenagers? Here are the key things. First thing that we want to understand about teenagers is that it is it is inherently stressful to be a teenager, and so thus it is inherently stressful to raise a teenager. Okay, why is it stressful? The reason it's stressful is that there is so much change packed into a very short period of time. If you compare, like say a 12-year-old and a 17-year-old, they are so different. This is true of kids of all genders. And you never see that kind of growth and development, except for zero to five in life. You never again see that kind of change over a five-year period. So much happens. So much development goes you know, into process in that time. And one of the rules we have in psychology is that change equals stress. And so with all that change, there's going to be stress. So if you feel stressed about having teenagers, if your teenager sometimes feels stressed about their own lives, that is not a sign that anybody has done anything wrong that is absolutely to be expected. Zero to five was pretty rough. I don't know uh, about you, but zero to five was again. very rough for me. Ooh. There was a lot of change. Uh, and this is the next best, next best, next big wave yeah. uh, of change for our it's sweet It's the best kiddos. wave, too. Uh, so good things are coming. It is maybe. a good wave. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know what? That's actually one of the things that I took from Dr. Demora's book when I was reading it is that so many people, when they talk about the teenage years, they say, oh, just wait till they're a teenager. And they, it's this bad like aura about the teenage years. But I do think they're, I mean, that when you step back and you say, look at how much change is going on in their little lives, they're not so little anymore, but that's a lot. Uh, to process as a teenager and as parents supporting our kiddos. And so I think turning the script and changing our minds about how that um, is going to look in our homes and could look is really important. I agree. I agree. It's, yes, it's it's like when people tell you that two-year-olds are terrible and then you have a three-year-old and you have the three-nager, like no one warned you about that. But even so, like, it's kind of funny to joke about that, but there are positive things to those parts too and ways to get to know your kid's personality that's coming out and cultivate that. And you're right. We need to flip the script on this and not dread the teenage years. Know they're going to be challenging, um, but think about it from a more positive perspective. I love that. Yeah, for sure. Well, if teenagers are new to you, like they are to me, and soon to be Michelle, whether she likes it or not, uh, there are some, <laughs> you just keep crying. <laughs> well, well, Dr. DeMore says that there's some universal signposts to what's happening in their brains and their bodies. So here's Dr. DeMore again. The other thing to know about teenagers is that as chaotic as adolescent development can seem, it actually has some pretty predictable aspects. And in my book, Untangled, I laid out seven transitions into adulthood, and they're the chapter titles. So they are parting with childhood, joining a new tribe, harnessing emotions, contending with adult authority, planning for the future, entering the romantic world, and caring for themselves. And when I was working on the book, my editor said, 
are these happening in an order or are they all at once? And I said, yes, because they're kind of in that order, but really they're all running all the time. And it's helpful to recognize that there's so much happening, but we can really divide it into these different tasks the teenagers need to complete. And when we do that, we can also appreciate that adolescence is hard because teenagers are working their way through so many different transitions that they need to make to really bridge the gap between being a child and ultimately being an adult. And when we recognize that adolescence is a challenging phase that young people are working their way through, we can see it as that as opposed to thinking adolescence is something our kids are doing to us. So I think that's another key point, that a lot of what happens between parents and teenagers may feel really personal to the parent. It is rarely as personal as it feels. Okay, so they're in order, but happening at the same time. Cool. All the same. Everything is. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I got it. (laughs) So you have to stand at the ready all the time, prepared for whatever's going to come. It is like that uh, defensive position, just like work your quads, you know, ready to move at any point. (laughs) Zone defense. (laughs) Okay. So to recap, these are the seven transitions that she, Dr. DeMorden, mentions parting with childhood. Joining the new tribe, harnessing emotions, contending with adult authority. (laughs) That sounds fun. (laughs) Planning for the future, entering the romantic world, caring for themselves. Steph, are you seeing, and you don't have to disclose, obviously, too personal for Nora, but any of these kind of things starting to pop up early? Oh, for sure. I mean, some of this stuff, the parting with childhood, I think between as they transition, so even 11 to 13, you're seeing some of their just innate desire to have more control over their life. And that is their parting with childhood. Uh, And so I've seen that over the past couple of years as Nora has been making some transitions uh, in our family. And, you know, that next phase is joining a new tribe. So some of the nuances, challenges, and good things that come with creating a new friend group uh, and navigating friendships. Relationships are a part of life for the rest of their life. So uh, thankfully they come home and they can, we can talk through it all right now, but, oh, and then harnessing, harnessing emotions is, I mean, this is especially for girls as their bodies are changing a lot. I mean, my son, he's 11 and he still has mood swings. I'm like, where did that come from? Whoa. Um, But yeah, yeah, the emotional changes and in recognizing that that is natural and normal and, and they don't know what's going on in their little bodies either. So explaining to them to in the books, I I admittedly haven't read the book, but I'm going to, does she talk about engaging them in this learning process too, or is it mostly for parents? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, what's cool about, I think, Dr. Jamore's insight in her books and her podcast and uh, her social media is that, you know, she's a mom, but she's also a counselor at a school. So, so many of her stories that she shares are like ma- parents coming to her with concerns about their kids. And she she shares these stories anonymously. So everything's kept private, but um, it's really a combination of her working with the parents alongside of the kiddo uh, and finding tactics and realistic, like, okay, that's part of what is going to happen in this stage of 
parenthood. Um, but then also giving them some freedom. Yeah, it's it's definitely like a both kind of people need to come to the table. Well, thing. I think that's that goes so. back to her first point, too, about parting with childhood. We at some point need to transition. We're never truly friends with our kids. I mean, we're friendly, but you're you're always kind of an authority figure. But you you do step back. And we've talked a lot about this stuff because we talked about Tim Kimball's books and grace-based parenting and how you're highly involved in the beginning and you kind of learn to let go as they get older. And that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and that parting with childhood, that they do need to be an active part of that conversation because that transition is so vital for all of us. <laughs> Sorry. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I know there's a mom listening going, I'm looking at my chubby two-year-old who's still in diapers and I'm just yeah. can't even imagine this, but it's coming. Don't you worry. Okay. So we have whether one. You like it or not. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. Um, keep feeding them and it will come. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have one last thought on raising teens from Dr. Damore. The last and I think perhaps most important thing to say about teenagers is that they live up to expectations and they live down to expectations. And the way I always think about it is all teenagers have two sides. Every teenager has a thoughtful, broad-minded, future-oriented, philosophical side. And every teenager has an impulsive, maybe a little bit snarky, maybe a little bit, you know, kind of risk-seeking side. And in my experience, the side you speak to is the side that shows up for the conversation. So at every opportunity, we want to talk to teenagers and about teenagers as the thoughtful, caring, decent, creative, interesting people they are. And that is almost always what brings exactly those qualities to the fore in the teenagers that we love. Per usual, that was great advice. And it does, Steph, echo something we've said on this podcast many times. Um, And it's applicable to any stage of motherhood um, that you happen to be in right now. Know your kids. Speak to them at their level about their interests and you'll reap a reward later. Yeah, for sure. They, I will, I will say that it really swings. Like she spoke about the different sides. Like you see the future of what it could be like one day or one moment. And then all of a sudden they're back to their childish ways and (laughs) wanting to, you know, still be a little kid. And so I definitely am finding in my first few months of, you know, navigating teenage years uh that definitely is ringing true for us but in both worlds right now and they don't know yeah for sure one day you don't know are they leaning this way are they leaning that way Mm, we'll find out yeah (laughs) well michelle we've talked a decent amount about girls especially because dr demore writes primarily uh to parents of girls and is a counselor for families with girls uh but i know a lot of this is also applicable for boys. But one little tidbit that I will pass along that my neighbor who has four now past the teenage years boys, but when I first met her had pretty much four teenage boys. Uh, this is kind of a funny tidbit, but lean in if you have multiple boys. She said, just so you know, when you get multiple teenage boys together, it is a wind tunnel of dumb. <laughs> So I think they really lean, they really lean into that like risk seeking side. Yeah. (laughs) And that's innate too. I mean, it's innate. They want to have that adventure and, you know, spur one another on. And I thought you were going to say, I was prepared for you to say something about the smell because I'm, I know the stench is going to be fantastic. So. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, and my, my neighbor, Tiffany, is l- an amazing parent. She loves her boys, but she's like, they just do make really bad choices when they're all together. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I've met them, actually. Oh they're, our, they're a fantastic family. Well, all right, friends, yeah. we have a homework assignment for you. You ready? A um, couple of things. You want to book a 13th birthday trip. Even if you have a two-year-old, do it now. Start researching <laughs> or start to think about some kind of special activity to celebrate that transition from childhood to teenage years and um, really recognize that moment with your child. And of course, we are all rushing right now, Steph, to order Dr. Demora's book, Untangled, Guiding Teenage Girls Through the Seven Transitions into Adulthood, which we do have linked here in the show notes. Yes, we do. And a big thank you to Dr. Lisa Demore for sharing her wisdom with our listeners today. Uh, whether you're raising teens or you're fixing dino nuggets, or maybe you're sleepy from midnight feedings, don't forget to take a moment to celebrate all of the milestones of motherhood, big or small, and just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit momcollective.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.